This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go, hour three, great day for talk radio. It's a Friday edition, a lot of blue sky and sunshine out there. I wonder what it's like being outside. It's been a while. Anyway, I look at it longingly, lamenting. Might even go for a walk tonight. Uh, it's interesting when all of your guilty pleasures involve the mundane things you thought, you know, uh, just didn't matter for much about two weeks ago. Here we are, though, uh, finding ourselves still in the throes of this thing, and it's preoccupied uh, almost every waking moment. Certainly when it comes to the talk radio, uh, it's all focused on the ravages of COVID-19. And uh, since there are, as the adage would have it, 8 million stories in the naked city, if you've got a unique one to tell, we want to hear from you. Email stories at 640toronto.com. That's stories at 640toronto.com. Might be about something, uh, you know, a heretofore stranger in the neighborhood did for you by way of just uh, showing compassion, understanding, and hopefully distancing too, because that's become a big bugaboo. The health authorities are railing on that on a daily basis with a reminder to uh, keep your distance and we'll We'll cover this thing off. At least the health perspective is one side of the two-headed hydra. The other is the economic ravages, and the government uh, stepped up today in, I guess, no small part, although uh, we heard from Conrad Black last hour, who was critical of it and said uh, still isn't going to be enough. Against that backdrop, before we get to our panel, let's get to uh, a member who's been on our panel oftentimes on Wednesdays, John Turley-Ewart, risk management consultant specializing in capital markets with extensive experience on Bay and Wall Streets, and his his thoughts on uh, the economic impact of the bailout programs and other such. John, how are you faring? Uh, not too bad, John. It's been uh, an interesting week, and uh, we did have a down day, however, on uh, on the TSX and the Dow Jones. And if you want to give me a second to paint the picture, uh, I can let you see the uh, good news and the bad news. All right, go ahead. Well, so so the uh, the Dow Jones was down four percent. The TSX was down five percent. But the good news is, over the week, the TSX was up six point six five. And, uh, you know, for folks looking at the retirement savings, it's, it's nice to see a little bump. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, people are, and investors are, are feeling a little bit uh, more at ease. And interestingly, uh, you know, what, what's uh, really been rising this week is weed. It's gone from worst to first. Uh, if you look at the, um, the uh, weed ETF, HMMJ, it was up 22.5%. So, uh, you know, someone is enjoying themselves, uh, <laughs> it seems, <laughs> during this shut-in. Yeah, I was going to say uh, something to ease the pain or, uh, you know, to bridge you through troubled times, you know, which the government uh, purportedly tried to do today by announcing their uh, Canada emergency business account. I want to ask you about that. I mean, uh, what did you make of their lifeline to business and laid off workers? Adequate? Uh, Conrad last hour was saying it wasn't. How do you feel? Well, I'll tell you, John, it's, there's a lack of details right now. I know the number is 75% for small, medium-sized business to subsidize uh, workers. Uh, I think that's a good number. But whether they can deliver it or not, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm always troubled by loans, $40,000 uh, you know, loans for small business. Uh, I can imagine the debt that small, medium-sized businesses are uh, piling up right now. Sure, you know, a, a lifeline is a good thing, but remember, that's money that needs to be paid. I, I would say to you, John, that we, we need to find out more details before we can fully assess this. But there were a couple other things that happened today as well. There was a rate cut by the Bank of Canada. We, we're now back down to historic lows, so the Bank of Canada cut its, uh, its interest rate by half a point. 
which means that banks now are borrowing uh, from the Bank of Canada at 0.25%. So if you've got, for example, a variable mortgage, uh, you just saw your mortgage rates go down by half a point today, and that uh, that is good news. Well, you know, that raises the bugaboo of credit rates, uh, where the bank should show some kind of leniency as far as that's concerned, but so far they say they, they're they not really willing to do so because it's a major stream of revenue to them. Uh, Conrad, who was mentioning last hour, I'll refer to him again, he's been on the board of a major bank for 30 years. He thinks these usurious rates ought to come down, and even if the government has to compel the banks to do so, how do you feel? Well, John, there are, uh, you know, a number of products out there that, that uh, consumers can can move into if they can't pay their, their credit cards as normally uh, as normally they would. And what I mean by that is the banks do offer a wide range of low-interest low credit cards. I think the best thing you can do is uh, give a call to your banker if you're concerned about those interest rates and ask if you can switch to a, a low-rate card because there's lots of them out there. All right. Uh, That also raises a specter of rent deferrals. You know, that's another one that's come up. A lot of people, as you were saying, you know, if they've been dark for the last two weeks, maybe a month, and the rent comes due April 1, is that fair to them? I mean, they don't have any source of income to, uh, and whatever the government is doing here, you say the devil in the details, doesn't look like that's going to uh, carry them over with the rent, the $40,000 loan interest free and 25% forgiven if you still make it to December 31. That may only keep the lights on for another month in a lot of these businesses or maybe two, three at most. Uh, What about rent deferrals and reducing those? Would those be unfair to certain landlords? Uh, You know, I I think that where the deferral question comes in is uh, really back to the banks. Now, we know the banks have a a retail mortgage program where if uh, the house you're living in, your residential house, if you can't make your payment, the banks will accommodate you. We may well have to move up to do the same thing for commercial properties. And there was another announcement today, John, which may actually lead the way to that. And that was um, uh, Canada's bank regulator uh, made significant moves this afternoon to, to, to make it easier for banks to deal with uh, what, what would normally be called non-performing loans. That's when someone doesn't make payment, let's say, on their the mortgage on their commercial property. Typically, what you would have to do is start uh, putting capital aside in case that loan goes south. That's not going to happen uh, now that uh, the bank regulator has said uh, not to classify them that way. Uh, and also, uh, this may open up the door for, as I said, deferring some of those commercial mortgage payments, which would then make it easier for uh, landlords to actually defer payments from businesses. Again, with John Turley Hewitt, risk management consultant on Bay and Wall Streets. Uh, let me ask you about a couple of things that came out from the Parliamentary Budget Office earlier today. Uh, projecting a $113 billion deficit, not that deficit, in 2021. Uh, what does that mean at street level? It, what it means at street level is that, you know, we're going to be looking at some significant taxes, corporate taxes uh, down the road, uh, and obviously personal taxes uh, to help pay for this. So, you know, this is the monkey on the back, so to speak, that we're going to walk away from this virus with. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to obviously try and grow the economy out of it. But it's going to take a couple of years to, uh, first of all, get our get back to where we were, and secondly, to figure out how we're going to deal with that debt. And as I said the last time I was on, I mean, this is going to have real real impacts on infrastructure spending, capital spending by governments. Uh, we're going to have to really, you know, really think what our priorities are now and spend wisely going forward and also get that debt down. Yeah, you know, I've had some people email me wondering about, uh, since everybody's in the same boat, so to speak, and uh, we're all pulling together, 
they mention invariably public sector workers uh, and wondering if there should be a pay freeze there uh, and maybe even remove the public contribution to their defined benefit pensions. Do you think that would sell politically? Uh, no, I, I mean, that, uh, I, it might sell in some quarters, but the fact is, John, economically, we've got to keep money in people's pockets. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't uh, want to reduce wages. So that what that would do is reduce uh, money in the economy, demand in the economy. And remember, this isn't. Uh, we're looking at a short-term economic stock. We're looking, you know, maybe a month, two months, most at three, I would say. Uh, and then uh, we want to start this economy back up. And it doesn't help if people are feeling insecure. Uh, they don't have money to go out and buy, go out and spend money in restaurants. So I, I don't think that would be a good idea. I'm just getting a sense that uh, in, inevitably there's going to be some class envy coming through this uh, for those who had to shut down through no fault of their own and others who, I guess, maintained a certain level or lifestyle. Something else from the Parliamentary Budget Office. Uh, they say the GDP could fall 25% in the second quarter. I mean, I, don't, I just don't think people are processing that information or at this point, uh, what does it matter because we're going so deeply into hawk anyway. As uh, Stephen Pelos, the Bank of Canada governor today, was saying, nobody's ever complained that a fireman used too much water. Is he right about that? Uh, uh, absolutely right about that. And so, you know, we're, we're probably going to make, make a bit of a mess here, uh, and, and we're going to have to clean it up. There's one piece that's missing, John, from all of this, though. And, and this week, you know, Western Canadian Select Oil was down 30%. On Thursday to six dollars and forty-five cents a barrel. What that means is is that it, it costs more to ship the oil by rail than it than it does to actually uh, pump it. This is a huge, huge issue in Canada, and it, it's going to it's going to drag down uh, government revenues. It's going to drag down uh, you know the return of our economy, and it's going to obviously drive drag down the, the TSX. And I have not seen a plan for our oil patch yet coming out of Ottawa. And this is a missing piece of this puzzle. We have to get that going. Yeah, just if I can add to that, because uh, I was watching it, and it was horrific because I think it closed today at $4.50 for a barrel of this crude coming from Alberta, yeah, costing it, it, less than, uh, you know, one of these cinnamon lattes that you like to drink at Starbucks. It just, it seems incomprehensible. $4.50 food. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. One thing I would point out, though, is that if you can ship that oil by pipeline, you can get an awful lot more, close to $16. So what this crisis has told us is that we need more pipelines strategically. Otherwise, our oil is worth nothing. Yeah, and you've said in the past, and I guess I'll ask the question again, because in all of this, you know, in the paroxysms we feel, uh, you know, we're talking about helping businesses and so on. But some businesses, uh, if they're dark for a prolonged period, uh, what do they come back to? I mean, it, they can maybe keep the lights on, but where's the demand? Doesn't this have to be a demand-driven economy? Uh, absolutely has to be a demand-driven uh, economy. I mean, one of the, the good things is that the Chinese are, are back up and at work. They're at about 60 65%. That's going to help generate demand for more products, for example, oil. That should hopefully bring oil prices up a bit. Uh, the U.S. has been talking to the Saudis uh, this week, also saying to them, it's, you know, it's time to stop this game. Hopefully the Saudis will uh, come to their, their senses. And, and uh, you know, we start to see a little bit of progress uh, on these fronts where, where the, the virus has already gone through or where the oil crisis is being generated with this oil war. And hopefully that will help generate uh, some extra you know, revenues for us, some higher prices. 
and help us when we step back into the market, back into the economy, to jump up quickly. John, I really appreciate your weighing in. You've become a regular fixture on this front, uh, so keep us apprised, I guess, early next week, our next occasion to talk. Have a great and a healthy weekend. You too, John. John Turley, you're at Risk Management Consultant, specializing in capital markets with extensive experience on Bay and Wall Street. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.